Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra, the podcast series sponsored and developed by the Orthodox Union, hosted here at OU.org. In each one of these podcasts, we read, translate, study, analyze, and discuss uh, one of the aliyot of the current week's parasha. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and I'm delighted to be studying Parashat Hazinu with you this week. In the first uh, aliyah that we looked at, we saw an introduction to Moshe's song, Shirat Moshe. The second one was an exhortation that we should learn from our history, <coughs> and a brief piece about how God had chosen Bnei Israel to be his special nation. In the third aliyah, which we just completed in the previous podcast, we saw... Uh, a description of how God protected us and took care of us and gave us plenty and it was specifically and deliberate and precisely from that plenty that we rebelled and went to the ways of Abu Dazara. And now we are at the fourth Aliyah. Uh, Rabbeinu Avadya Sforno has a very interesting general approach to this entire Shira, which is built upon the division that I spoke about in the second podcast, Haziv Lach, the six sections of this Shirah. Of course, the first one is the introduction, as mentioned. It says, basically, it's a presentation of the scope of the history of the Jewish people, how it will play out, and justifying why certain steps are taken. The first step was, ideally, in Sforno's take, to have all of humanity serve the purpose of creating a sanctified place for God. That turned out not to be, and as we saw in the middle of the second Aliyah, God selected B'nai Israel and showed them special favor so that that should be their way. In the third Aliyah, we saw that he took care of them, but that they rebelled. But there still is a need to move this goal along. And so in the fourth Aliyah, we'll see how it plays out. Vayar Adonai Vayinatz, God saw, what did God see? He saw the rebellion of B'nai Israel. And he rejected them. Mikaas banavuvnotav, from the anger generated by his sons and his daughters. Possibly, or it may refer to the sons and the daughters in the relationship to their parents. But what's interesting, as I mentioned at the end of the last podcast, was that it is the forgetting the one who has given birth. And in the last pasuk of the, the previous aliyah, that's a reference to God. Vatishkach el mecholalecha, God who was born you, so who are Banav Vnotav? It could be God's children who rebelled against him, or it could be the children rebelling against their parents. In any case, Vayomer, what does God say? Now, important point. The word Omer, Aleph Memresh, to say, normally means to speak, to say something. But it means to say something when there is a target who is the audience of that speech. Vayomer Hashem El Yisrael, Vayomer Lo. When there is no target, what it means really is to think or to decide. Vayomer, and he said, meaning he decided, Astira fanai mehem, I will hide my face away from them. It's important to note that both within the way that Tanakh presents providence and also within the way that the medievalists develop it, God's attending to you is a mark of providence. God's turning his face away from you is a mark of rejection, which is quite obvious, but it also means that God's providence is not with you, or at least not apparently so. In the previous parak, which foretells the events that this song is coming to explain, 
the uh, God says, On that day when they rebel against me, I will hide my face from them. And all of these things will happen. So now we see it within the Shirah. I will hide my face from them. And there's a conundrum here. I will hide my face from them, and I will see what will be their end. It's very strange. If you hide your face, how are you going to see? But of course, this is God. So hiding your face doesn't mean hiding your face, and seeing doesn't mean seeing. It's all in sort of metaphoric terms, or a saberta ozen, to make it easier for us to understand. But the notion is, I'm going to hide from them, because they have rejected me, and then let's see how things play out for them. Kidor tapuchotema. Why? Because indeed they are an upside-down generation, meaning a generation that turns everything upside down. Banim lo emun bam. What does that mean? They are sons who are not trustworthy. They are sons who do not have belief. Both may be true. The simplest read of it is sons that I cannot trust, children that I cannot trust. They are hafachfachim. They are flippant. They easily change with the wind and with the style. Haim, and then again, tit for tat, they've turned away from me, so I'll turn away from them. They don't want me, let's see how they do without me. Now, Haim kin uni velo el. They have, and there's a play, beautiful play on words here, kin uni mean they have made me jealous below el, by going after a god that's not a god. Ki asuni bahav lehem. They have angered me with their vanities. So what's the tit for tat? Now the place kinuni and akniem are not necessarily the same words. Akniem may mean I will give them over, is in the sense of acquisition. I am going to give them over below am. They have gone after a god that is no god. I will hand them over to a nation that is not a nation. And many of the Rishonim say this is a reference to Babel that really wasn't a nation. It was a tribal unit within some form of something in Assyria. And I will anger them, or take out my anger on them, with a disgusting nation. And many of the Rishonim read this pasuk as being bifurcated. Kinuni uh, Vloel is a reference to how they behaved in the first Beit HaMikdash. Because they were no longer following Avodah Zarah, but just some sort of foolishness, uh, whether that be Hellenist, Hellenism or whatever, what have you. So the response is Aniak Niem Boloam, that's a reference to the Bavlim, but Goy Navalachisem, who is that? That is the Roman. Ki Eshkadchaviapi, fire burns in my nostril, this is divine anger. Vatikad ad Shaol Tachtit, that fire burns all the way to Shaol, to Hades. Vatochal Eretz Vivula, what does it do? It eats the earth and all of its um and all of its produce. Uh, and it burns up the foundations of the mountains. So saying God is so angry that this fire is going to come burn. And aspe here likely means I'm going to add more evil. Meaning, by turning away from them, the first step that happens is they're thrown to the wolves and they suffer. But I am so angry that I'm going to add more bad things to their lot. I will empty out all my arrows on them. Uh, this is echoed in famous passage in Eov Yud Gimel. Mizerav, what are his arrows? Pangs of hunger, Ulechumei Reshef, 
whether these are bugs or animals, some some read this also as being a reference to Tamazikim, the Gemara and Brachot. Ketav miriri, v'shein behemot ashalachpam. I will send the fangs of animals after them. Im chamat zochaleafar with the heat of the crawlers, which means uh, poisonous snakes. So I'm going to send all of these animals after them, and this may even be a reference back to the Midbar when Bnei Yisrael said, we've had it and we're tired of this bread, and then God sent the poisonous snakes again against them. This is what he's going to do. And Michutz Tishakel Cherev, the the sword will may, bear create childlessness uh, outside, meaning people will be killed and their mothers will become childless. Michutz Tishakel Cherev umichadari mema, but inside there will be fear also. Everybody's going to be afraid. Young men, young women who should be rejoicing and happy. They're at that age. Yonek, the little baby, along with Yisseva, with an old person. They're all going to be afraid. That last one, Yonek and Yisseva, is a marismus which takes us from the beginning to the end, from the bottom to the top, from the youngest to the oldest. They're all going to be afraid. In other words, this is the next step. After they will, uh, they will suffer, um, and, uh, after they will, um, take these other gods, so they're going to suffer all of these things as a way of trying to get them to see where they've gone wrong and correct themselves and to achieve the divine goal, which is to create sanctity. Amarti afehem. And the simple read of afehem means, I've said I will push them off to the corner. Um, I will make their name lost from all memory. In other words, the sense is that God is about to, jo- to destroy the Jewish people and even destroy their memory. Lule, except for the following. Kaas oyev agur. Except for the anger, meaning the anger generated by the enemies. Saremo. Uh, because perhaps their enemies will act for it. What does that mean? Because I'm afraid the enemies are going to say, we beat them. And God didn't do any of this. Why? And this may now be a reference to the persecutor. Now in modern Hebrew, means I don't have any ideas anymore. I'm lost. But here, means that they don't know what they're saying. They're saying things that are wrong. They are... Um, they are... Uh, a, a nation that does not know what it's saying and they have no understanding. Meaning, the concern is that the foreign nation that persecutes, that I would allow them to persecute and destroy B'nai Israel, but if they do it, they're going to think that they did it themselves, in which nothing is gained here. And that's how this particular piece ends. In the next piece, we will see how God des- uh, describes the further setting, the further uh, attempt to uh to solve this problem and um and to uh and to gain ultimately uh Bnei Israel's tshuva, but we're gonna see it's going to go through an interesting route. In the meantime, this is how the fourth Aliyah takes us from the original God's protection, God bringing us to the land, God giving us plenty, our turning our back on God, and now the punishment. Now, the punishment that happens at this point is a punishment that happens in Eretz Yisrael, and it happens with 
uh, terrible plagues and terrible hurting. Let's see what happens in the next Aliyah, which we'll pick up in the next podcast. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful